everyone, and welcome down to episode number 85. 85, that's got to be something good, of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, here in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And the guy on the other screen or in your other ear, if you are listening to the podcast, it's Cam Blake in back in Hobart, Tasmania. Hello, Cam. Yeah. Hello. How you going? Yeah, grouse. Uh, a lot going grouse. on, isn't there? <laughs> there is a lot going on. At the moment. There's a lot for yeah. us to concentrate on. We are recording this during the first session of the Third Ashes Test. And yes, Cam and after... I are cricket tragics. We're happy to admit that. So if you, if you see me looking up there, maybe <laughs> looking at a TV, it might be just pondering thoughts. I'm not that's too right. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll yeah. be doing a lot of thinking. A lot of pondering. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, hmm. And I've all of a sudden become Tourette. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I might... Uh, Start putting a few words out there. No, no, I'm I'm good. Back in there, yeah, like I said, back in Hobart. Saw your uh, good looking mug the other day at the shop. Came in and helped you out again. Just, Thank you. I have to start asking for a wage. The amount of times I've been in your shop oh, this year. It, it, it's uh, I'm not gilding the lily when I say this either. That Cam walks in and so do all the customers. He's famous, yeah. this man. They, they, isn't they, it? They isn't it ridiculous? Like the other day, we were sitting there and it was quiet when I walked in. And then it was just like peak hour. Yeah. So and just want to want to sit and have a chat with my mate and you know yeah. catch up a bit. Nah, too busy. Sorry. Yeah. Not like, complaining. It's good to be busy. You're like Cam, piss off. I'm fine. <laughs> There's <laughs> too many right. people coming in. <laughs> um no, yeah. But uh no, it's it's been it's been good to catch up and you got those nice big canvases which are sitting over the back there for me. So I appreciate yeah. that. They made it in one piece. They did. I was actually gonna move them out of the back of the ute where I put them into the back seat. Yeah, and I just never got I never got around to it, but because because you wrapped them so carefully and professionally, of course, uh, they didn't move around at all. So uh, yeah, it was good. good. So Excellent. yeah. So um, where have you been, Cam? I've been here. We uh we yep. we we missed a week, so we better apologise for that. Um, we did miss a week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I thought I was going to be able to do um, a recording when I was at the Flinders Ranges, but it just became. Uh, you know, when like time just gets away from you, like even though like that's a classic saying, but we get back for sun, like sunset wasn't late. We get back, we'd have dinner. By the time we finished dinner, it was eight thirty or something like that. Yeah. And by the time you get back to your room and settle down, it's like the last thing I want to do is record a podcast. I want to go to bed. I'm absolutely knackered. Yeah. Well, you've been on so, the go all day with your with your customers and yeah, we've teaching we've been up so. sort of yeah since six six thirty every morning. We're up doing stuff. So yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I've been in Flinders Ranges. We had a, a fantastic time. Um, we had a bit of weather. We had a, like all the cloud was all amongst the mountains, which I've never seen before. Really, would be kind of um, rare, wouldn't it? I don't think it happens too often. No. Um, but geez, I tell you what, there's a lot of water in Central Australia or Central yep. South Australia. Yeah, like truckloads of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, we flew up over. Um, we flew up over what was a Lake Air towards Lake Air, and it was chock a block. Uh, even the pilot said, look, we, we haven't seen this for years like this, and this is not even when it's meant to be flooded. So, um, yeah, it was really good. We had a great group of people and uh, got to see some beautiful sights and right. uh, took some lovely photos, and, yeah, it was good. So Fantastic. it was a good, good week to have. Yeah, I um, kept up with your social media posts and a couple of the photos, oh, yes. the classic uh, old windmill in front of the range. Yes. That's, uh, yes. That is an absolutely – like it's almost – it almost looks fake. It's that good that spot. And when you yeah. you had video and you were sort of walking up to your, your customers who were using their tripods, yes. and I was like, man, it, that doesn't look real. Like it's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, it's a great it's a great location. Um, we we're lucky to get there actually because the road that leads through the gorge to I think it's the Morilano Gorge Road that was closed 
for a right. couple of days. So we had to go around the long way and we just picked the right night. Uh, well, I picked the right night. Of course you did. I, ch- I did, yeah. Uh, picked the right night to be there. And it was uh, it was probably the in the top two sunsets I've seen there. So oh, good. it was pretty good. So, um, yeah. And what about you? What have you been up to apart from working? Yeah, well, um, had a fantastic uh, few days over the last weekend scouting locations for our Mally Murray workshop. Yes. Uh, which, sorry, folks, is sold out, but it'll probably happen again next year. So put in your diaries, yeah. uh, which we are running in October. Um, took uh, school holidays. So my my lad mm-hmm. came with me, which was awesome yep. to spend some time with the boy. Um, he's uh, turning 15 soon. So where the hell has that gone? So yeah. it was a good father-son road trip. Um, up and it, through... he's the youngest too. Yeah, that's right. How does that yeah. make me feel? Um, oh. <laughs> up, uh, yeah. went up through oh, sort of your side skirt Ballarat and you go mm. through uh, the beautiful town of Avoca, which Avoca. is underrated Avoca. It's a, I, I don't know. I'm drawn to Avoca. I think it's a fantastic part of the world. Uh, and then up through Sananad and then into the, mm. the, the upper Wimmera and into the Mallee. Um, yep. So very, very fortunate in that I got a couple of great contacts to go and check out some shearing sheds, mm, which yeah. I'm very hopeful that we'll uh, get to photograph in as part of the workshop. Shearing sheds have a real allure to them for photographers. Yeah. I, I think they do anyway, uh, particularly yeah. when they're functioning, uh, when the shearing is yeah. actually happening. So um, a good friend of a good friend of mine put me onto a shearer in the Mallee, uh, just south of Sea Lake, and. Fortunately enough, they were there to show me around and show me and my boy yeah. around. And yeah, it was an awesome property. So I'm really buzzing for that. I reckon that's going to be sensational. I've never actually been in a live shearing shed. I've been, I've seen shearing sheds, you know, past their time or yep. in, in the off season, if they have an off season or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've never actually been there when it's all been happening. So yeah, from, from a photographic cool. point of view, there's just so much happening when they're in full flight. So yep. it starts outside when you've got the the sheep all being mustered into the holding pen mm. and you'll have the Kelpies literally running across their backs and the whole bit and helping the yeah, farmers out. Cool. Yeah, that yeah. is really cool. So that that's a shot that I would love, dearly love to get. But uh, hey, right. yeah, yeah, well, by the wonders of modern technology, we're back in an episode. Uh, the power just went out here in good old Ocean Grove because it's only 2023. Yeah, and was there a storm going past? Is there? Oh, could have been. Could have been like you know, someone drove past a power pole or something. Mm, someone's We're been talking download- about. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> so I was going to say someone's, someone's been downloading too much. Well, no uh, doubt. Episodes no of the Down South Photo Show. That's what they've been doing. Correct. And while um, to our viewing audience and our listeners didn't skip a beat. We've just been out of action for 15 minutes, but there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. We're, into, we're into day four of the test match. <laughs> that's right. Good match. Uh, Good match I'm on yeah. my 48th beer. Um, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Where were we, Brendan? Um, we're talking about shearing sheds mm. and how awesome they are. And what I was about to say was the thing that makes shearing sheds so good is the light inside them. So yes. generally the speaking, in the dust, Generally speaking, they have sort of higher up windows and the light comes in and the light filters through the dust. I tell you, there's one thing about a shearing shed that never leaves you is the smell. I was going to say the smell and the flies. Yeah, so it's it's the lanolin that comes out of the wool is the smell that stays in a shearing shed forever. Mm. Um, And I know so I know someone who who listens to this podcast who's actually going to be there on the Murray Mallee 
workshop. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he used to work in the wool industry. Well, he's going to probably either love it or hate it. I'm he's probably not sure. Hang on, I just, I just did 40 years of this. What That's right. What, what am I doing photographing this bloody thing? But yeah, we'll now, see. now I'm paying people to take me here. Is this work? <laughs> That's right. Work <laughs> for Jokes us. Jokes on you. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I, like I said as well, I haven't been in a, in a shearing shed, active shearing shed. But mm. I'll tell you where I have been. Mm-hmm. I've been at a knackery mm. and taken photos at a knackery for okay. uni. It was one of That's our assignments. Unu- unusual. Yeah, we had to go to this knackery because it was a sort of a forensic photography based uh, yep. uh, work, uh, not workshop. Uh, what are we talking about? Cl- course I was doing. Yes, um, it was about that shock and awe and blood and gore and all that kind of stuff and dealing with that. And we had to go down. Cool. It was down Geelong, down your way somewhere. Was it? Uh, it was on the way down, and we had to go there. It was um, it was a terrible experience. I bet. Um, yeah, um, I never knew how a knackery worked. I don't think I want to go back to it ever again. But <laughs> yeah, anyway. Fair enough. All right. Well, now with all the glitches and stuff out of the way, hopefully, uh, I would yeah. like to thank all 577 of you for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Thank you. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, just down there, little subscribe button. See it? Yeah. Hit yeah, that. Press it. There you you. Know, we're, we're only 10 minutes in, which is great. And we've had a power shortage and we've mm-hmm. thanked a few things. We've already got so much off, off our chest already. Like, that's great. Um, it beats yeah. listening to other fo- other photography podcasts where they're 45 minutes in and they're still talking about how good they are and um, how much they love each other. Um, <laughs> but just, I'm hoping that people listening to our little beautiful podcast here actually get into it earlier and they don't have to, they don't have to press that to go forward 20 seconds, 20 seconds. That's right. right. To actually get to that's the main topic of conversation. Get, well, not even the main topic, just something of interest would be good. Yeah. Now, can I make um, an apology? Yeah. For them? Sure. No, no, but uh, it's completely my fault. So we had every intention, this being the first podcast of July, uh, it is now July, and we missed one last week, of announcing the winner of our June photography competition. And the winner is? The winner is to be announced in one more week's time because me, this little black duck over here, just simply hasn't had enough time to go through the plethora of of entries. Mm. And I'm not building the lily there either it's true we have had a lot of entries they're all very very high quality and i want to take my time picking a goddamn winner if that's okay true there has been uh, a lot more entries than we probably anticipated which is great yes yes it's um, excellent it is excellent and there is we originally said let's let's not narrow it down to our top five each yeah and even that's hard and then we've got to try and pick a winner out of that so yeah apologies we need another week to make sure that we make the right decision Yes. Um, and not just give away a prize for the sake of giving away a prize. Correct. And what we can announce, though, is we are also going to do a People's Choice Award. Um, so we're going to put up onto our Facebook page, I'm assuming, uh, yep. the entries, and you'll be able to go on there and People's Choice these days normally means the one that gets the most likes. So yes. We're going to hand that over to you guys to um, jump you know on, what? peruse, we're, and click away. We're going to make a rule, though. Yes, because I hate can. these popular. I hate these popularity contests. Because you can't vote. Bit. You can't vote on your own piece. You can't vote on your own piece, and I don't think we should allow people to share. Mm-hmm. The, I know this sounds completely counteractive to what we're trying to do. Counterintuitive, you know, but you know when people go, "Oh, I've just I'm in the top five of this. Go and vote for my thing." Yeah, and share no, it no, I'm with you. Share I'm it out to the you. masses. I'm with you. I don't want to see that. I want people to just to generically go onto our site and have a look, yeah. 
If yeah. the people, if you're in that top five, you won't be allowed to share it out and say, hey, go vote for me or go share it around. And even though that might bring more people to our little podcast page, yeah. it's not about that. We want this just to be a generic, proper sort of popularity yeah. contest, not by someone who's got lots of friends versus someone like Brendan who doesn't have any. No, zero, particularly when the power goes out. there, I've got no friends sitting here in the dark, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But I uh, know, yeah, we've got, we got some great entries and... Um, yeah, um, and the pop, the public vote or the popular vote. I'm gonna. Yep. Am I gonna give away a voucher for the person that wins that one as well? Sure. Let's do it. Should we just do like a two hundred dollar voucher, the same as the winning yeah. one, well, or should so, we make it a hundred? Um, the the winner of the comp gets a two hundred dollar gift voucher from Ocean Grove Camera and Photo, a fine establishment. Um, I, well, and... I, I reckon I reckon we make the popular vote make it a one hundred dollar voucher for me. We oh, can't have the popular vote outrating no. the. I agree. So uh, yeah, there'll be a hundred dollar uh, voucher from Cam. Um, yep. To use on anything, Cam. They can use it on anything if they want to buy me beer. They can buy me beer with it. That like oh, not, doesn't work that. that way. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. They can use it. They can use it on books. They can use it on prints. They can put it towards a workshop. We do some daily workshops, which are around about that price sometimes. So yeah, sounds sounds very good. Um, now, speaking of workshops, are we prepared to have a little teaser about another work, yet another one that we're going to announce, or are we going to hold off on that? Uh, what do you reckon? Maybe. Yeah, what? Yeah. I think have we, we actually organised We can that tease one it. We haven't. No, we of can... course we haven't, but we are going to okay. tease it out. All right. So tease me, Brendan. Tease me. Stay, stay tuned for uh, a very exciting workshop that might be a little bit closer to my backyard. Yeah. uh in uh 2024 the the main yeah. reason i want to bring it up is because the the workshop don't, don't, say, don't, has... don't say don't say where it is no i won't i wasn't okay. going to okay i said it might be a little bit closer to my backyard than yours that's all yes. is that okay. too much yeah um no. the, the, the the reason i wanted to mention it is because uh thanks to all our fantastic listeners and subscribers we've actually sold out two of our workshops already well technically yeah. we've actually sold out four because we've done two on the ballerine and they all happened, but um, yeah. yeah, the um, the uh, Murray Melly sold out, and the uh, Tassie one we're doing in April next year has also sold out. So yeah, uh, thank you so much for everyone, and I'm so looking forward to seeing your smiling faces on those workshops. Anyway, we digress. Yeah, I was just about this. I was going to give a hint to where it might be because I learned this back in the day um, okay. about this certain location that it's a war memorial. Okay. It is, and it's the correct. it's the longest it's the longest war memorial in the world. Um, there you go. We'll leave it at that, and yeah, people we'll comment that. below if you think you know where it is. Yeah, and, you know prices for guessing. You get nothing, and we'll pat you on the back. Um, yes. Your background, Cam. It looks very, uh, very uh, Flinders Ranges, I guess. It does. I'm going to try I'm gonna and go, do I'm this. I'm going to send you to full screen. You are now in full screen. Okay, I'm going to lose power. Uh, so yes, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, a view from I think it's called Stokes Lookout, Stokes Lookout. Uh, it's actually looking probably more northeast from the Flinders Ranges, so almost the opposite direction. I don't know exactly what this range is called. Um, I could probably have looked it up and made it a bit more professional with that. But it was a beautiful night. We went up there close to sunset. We had another sunset shot down the road that we went to as well. But the thing I love about this, um, and I've wrote in the notes there that uh, it's a pretty unique shot because it's actually shot on 35mm film. So I took my film camera to the Flinders Ranges as well, and this is shot on Kodak Portra 160. Um, and I thought I'd just go through a couple of rolls, and, yeah, it's good. It was a beautiful night and beautiful light going through there, and 
I was pretty happy with the results, so I thought I'd make it my my background. Absolutely, that's fantastic. Um, can yeah. I ask um, who processed your film for you? Uh, Van Bars in oh, Collingwood. Yes. Uh, not Collingwood. Good. They're in somewhere Fitzroy. Yeah. Fitzroy. I was on uh, on the Van Bar website today, and I love the Van Bar website because it really does look like it was made in 1998. Their website, yeah, and it ha- that has not changed <laughs> since we were no. in Camera House. Yeah, no, no. I, it, yeah, isn't that funny? They've just sort of stuck with obviously works for them, so don't. don't it's a nightmare going in there, though. They've got so much stuff like physically yeah. going in there. Like you go yeah. in there to drop film off, and you're like, oh, I'll just have a quick look around, and then yeah. three hours later, you're in aisle yeah. two of ten. Yeah, and, and it's Aladdin's uh, cave. Yeah, and this is like wow, and and you just feel like buying stuff because they've got it, not because you need it. No, that's right. Well, that's the same with all, um, you know, all photographers have gas yes. year acquisition syndrome. Yes, they do. Yes, yes they um, definitely do. So yeah, they they developed a film. It's actually interesting. I've I, I've got the film back, and I also had some five five inch by four inch film that I got developed as well. Ooh, nice, but they and they all came out blurry. Like completely blurry, as if they hadn't been focused properly at all. Ooh. So interesting. So I've actually got a. Uh, they're called the Intrepid <clears throat> Camera Company. They make these five by four lightweight things made out of plywood. This mm-hmm. one's actually made out of. It's a three D printed one. It's pretty cool. And I use uh, usually have a dark side that you put behind and you pull the sleeve out and expose the sheet and all that kind of stuff. But I used what's called a quick changer, which is an old Fuji. You used to be able to put six sheets in there. You might not have ever seen one. They're pretty unique. No. But what I think's happened is I think that where I focused it on the ground glass and when I've put the sheet, the actual the six sheet holder in, that's actually a bit further back from the ground glass. So the focus ah, is a bit off. So gotcha. I don't think this, I don't think this thing works in this camera. Um because I, I know I focused them all. I had my eye, little thing up to the eyeglass and um, did it all. So I paid about $78, $79 to get about four or five blurry photos back, which is great. So what you do now is you get them all printed up massive and you sell them off as absolute <laughs> Abs- one-off. Abstract. Yeah. Uh, correct. That, and yeah. then you're laughing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know um, what I could do? I could do what some people do and just say these are aerials and they look awesome. Um, but yeah, so I got that done and, um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. Um, and I got some film back and I've noticed that, um, one of my, one of my film lenses on my Olympus camera must have something in it. Cause I get this little, right around the top of my photo, I get this little, little band. It's okay. only on the, it's only on the one lens. So it's, I've narrowed it down. I've done a bit of trial and error. That's not, it's not the film and it's not the camera body. It's the, the lens I'm using. So that's one thing I do like about film. Like you see your mistakes, yep. or you see the you see the issues right there and then. Like you can't yeah. hide from them. So yeah, that's right. It's not it's not it's not to say that I can't go and scan them and fix it all up and stuff like that. But that's the beauty of film. You've really got everything's got to be right. You have got to have a clean camera. You have got to have a clean lens. The whole thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, that was my little yeah. Um, well, snap. I took my film camera with me up to the Mallee as well. Um, right. Only because I couldn't help it. Um, and I'll probably bring it on the Mally Murray as well. The, the K1000 in particular, just with the 50. Yeah, and yeah. Um, just use that for the old buildings and stuff. It, it just, yeah, I don't know. That that focal range, when you're across the street from an old building, it just, yep. it works so well. So um, yeah. I'll be looking forward to taking that with. Yeah. Um, now, your background looks a bit active. Yeah. So I decided to go with something completely different because, um, 
why not? I mean, we do bang on about landscape a lot, and that is clearly not a landscape photo. Um, the reason I wanted to put this up, this is a green lake, which is just 10 minutes out of Sea Lake, up in the Mallee as well, which is a place that we will be visiting on the workshop, probably, if we have time. Full of water at the moment. Like you said, plenty of water everywhere. There certainly mm. was. Um, this is, oh, I, I think they're called coots or something like that, but there's also a... Uh, there's a uh, cormorant in that photo as well. This was using the um, Olympus EM1X and setting it to bird tracking. Now, the reason I've picked this one image out is this is one frame out of a burst of maybe 40 images. But as I was following these birds along, um, like there's trees passing in front of me, there's reeds, there's other birds going the other way. It was going off. Mm. And it still managed to nail the focus on that one bird just right of centre. And um, I was just, and this is in quite low light as well. So I was really impressed. And yeah. um, it took me ages to work out how to use the bird tracking on the EM1X because it didn't have it originally. Uh, and then a firmware update came along and I put it, put the new firmware on it last week. And now I can do that kind of stuff. So that's with the 100 to 400 uh, Olympus yeah. lens. I was really impressed. It was in fact exactly the photo that I was trying to get with that camera at the time. Yeah, I love the uh, the bird track. I used a bit of bird tracking up here in the Flinders on our trip, and uh, really great customer of mine, David. He's got uh, he's a very lucky man. He's got the one fifty to four hundred uh, mm. one series lens, and he brought it along. And he's such a lovely guy. He's like, Cam, just use it whenever you want. Have a go. He kept putting it in my hand. I'm like, I I know what it's like, David. I know how good it is. Stop teasing me. Um, but we turned <laughs> the bird tracking on his camera. He's got the OM one, and um. We put the bird tracking on with the continuous focus and tracking. Um, and we had these two wedgetail eagles just hovering over us for a few minutes. And it's it's damn bloody good. Like I know yeah. the, I know the Sonys do it. I know I'm, sh I'm not sure if the Nikons and Canons have the bird tracking. They have some sort of artificial intelligence of some sort, I imagine. Yeah. Um, you, you wouldn't pay eight grand for a camera if it didn't. No. So you'd think they would have it. But it's very good technology. It actually does a very good job and it just tracks it through the screen and yeah like you know even smaller birds we had some little sort of little parrots flying around and it just picks them up in a, in a heartbeat so it's it's crazy good isn't it um and as i say when you when you're panning and you've got other stuff moving in front it doesn't lock onto that it stays yeah, uh, yeah. the um i don't know I, i'm assuming it's using some form of ai to 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 predetermine where the bird's going to be in the frame in the next few milliseconds. Yeah. I'm assuming that's yeah. how it works. I think so. Um, and that's about the only time in photography that AI, I think, whilst shooting is very helpful. Um, when you start getting other things where AI takes over and does stuff, it's going to be a bit funny. But wow. for that, you know, to nail those shots of fast-moving objects, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was our background. So um, let's get into a bit of uh, photographic chat we, we wanted to talk about there was something that was brought to my attention this week when yet another uh stalwart of the photographic camera industry had to close their doors and that was horsham camera house um yes. had to shut their doors back in uh, on june 30 um michael i actually know michael uh, i haven't seen him for quite some time but i do know michael back from my days working in camera house uh lovely man uh, family man and it was just such a shame to see another yet another camera store closing mm. down um following suit like not far behind shepherd and camera house which closed down at the end of last yeah. year uh yeah. and look there's a few others that have well 
it seems to be that the camera house uh, group has, has lost quite a few stores in the last few yeah. years. So um, we wanted to just have a quick discussion about the cost of doing business, but particularly when it comes to running a photographics retailer. Um, yeah. And I use the term photographics loosely in terms of like what we're talking about here are camera stores, basically, um, yeah. that have been just on the chopping block since about 2006, 2007. Right. And what and what happened in 2006, six seven? you reckon that started? Is it more online stuff it well, sort of took off, was it? Or? 100%. So it was always mm. the uh, Amazons of the world and the Ebays of the world and, you know, the online and the, the constant battle to keep up with online, the online yeah. presence. Yeah. Um, and it's it's so ironic because all these stores have an online presence as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But they sort of got to the party a little bit too late, unfortunately, mm. and you know, trying to put the genie back in the bottle as far as online is concerned and, you know, trying to constantly convince people that it is a really good idea to go into, physically go into a store and handle a camera before you buy yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think that's really, really important. And I think a lot of these businesses battled to 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 make that leap or to adapt to that kind of, yeah. you know, um, encouraging people to their bricks and mortar stores rather than just buying it directly through their website yeah i think uh like we we saw the start of that a bit when we we're working at camera house as well absolutely i did where you know less people coming in the store more online sales and start people start to pick up in store and things like that and you're right though like nothing's it's one of those things buying a camera you can do all the research in the world you like but until you physically hold it you know, you don't really know what you're getting into until you actually have it in your hand. And yeah. the only way you can do that is by going into a store and, and doing it. And, and what we used to see, which used to do my head in a bit, is people would come in and play around with the camera and go, oh, great, what's your price? I'll just go order online from JB Hi-Fi. Or, yeah, and they would or, tell or, you that too. Yeah, no, no problems at all. So it really became purely down to price, which a mm -hmm. lot of things are for people in life. But um, I think people still make the mistake. And I, I had a customer on... Uh, on this workshop the Flinders Rangers actually had a couple of them who had who had the heavier systems yeah. and the, uh, you know why did they get that system <clears throat> oh, I, you know I bought it online or I, I had a feel of it but that was the best price I could get so I went with that one or like there's a lot of things that drive different people to get stuff but when you don't actually physically play with the camera that's when you get stuff in the mail and go oh hang on a sec this is actually a lot different or it doesn't feel comfortable in the hand and you know I might have saved a few pennies by buying it online but maybe I should have gone and seen someone like yourself or a bricks and mortar shop to actually play around with it. Yeah, I, I always um, I always took it personally when I was in camera retail when they didn't buy the camera off me and I knew they were going to buy it online. I felt like I hadn't done my job properly. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it in a and and you've got the customer in the store for a very short amount of time, and you can lose them really quickly. But I always really enjoyed you know, showing people, hey, I do know what I'm talking about hmm. and I'll give you the service and the backup later on. Yeah. So yeah. the number of times, mate, where I've had people come in with cameras and, you know, they bought it online, that's fine. I understand price. It's a price-driven, everything's price-driven. I get that. But then they, you know, oh, how do I um, how do I change the aperture? How do, I can't work out yeah. the, you know, and then it's like, well, okay, now had you have bought this off me, like yeah. what, what do you do in that situation? Do I then stand there and say, oh, well, sorry, you didn't buy it off me, get out? Well, I'm not going to do that, you know. No. 
that's my opportunity to get them to come to my entry-level workshop, of course, or, yeah. you know, talk to them about the fact that they bought the world's slowest memory card and why the hell did you buy a $3 filter for a $2,500 lens? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Like, I, I must admit, I, I, was a bit, I was a bit the opposite. Like, I was not a good salesperson when it came to selling cameras. <laughs> Um, I blame Glenn Lavender for that because he taught me most of the things I know about selling cameras. Um, but I, I, I used to be able to read it pretty early. People would come in and you could see they'll just kick and tires to, yeah. they'll go to screw you over the price and go somewhere else. And I just, I just tuned out. It's like, yeah, there you go, mate. Buy it. I don't care. You're not yeah. going to buy it from me. Then you, you try and do what you want to do. So, yeah. Um, so it became, it became annoying for me in that situation that people had the audacity just to come in and use you so they could go buy it somewhere else. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a funny thing. Like, like what do you say as a retail person? Do you say, turn around and say, well, hang on a sec. Now you're coming to me because you don't know how to use it yeah. or you, something's broken or you don't know how to get the lens off or, you know, the batteries, the dud, you got a dud battery or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Do you, do, do you turn around and say, um, sorry, uh, you can't, sorry, I can't help you. You didn't buy it from me. Go back to where you yeah. bought it from. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you lose customers that way. But I'm not like that. I mean, I, I as I say, I, I want to help people. You'd, um, you'd have the you'd have the little angel and the devil on yeah, the yeah, on yeah, the that's shoulders, right, right, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, um, you know, as but, as Usman Kawaja just loses his castle, but that's yeah, another story. I, I, I can see you looking at <laughs> <laughs> here too. Um, but that's very, the thing, very, though. Very like, distracting. I, I think, like, I run a photography business, and it's not a retail business; it's a tourism business, so to speak. Yeah. But I, but and I'm the same. Like I pride myself on knowing my product, which is yes. what I do. But I think this day and age, uh, like I don't get too many people trying to screw me over for price. Yeah. Um, I get a couple of people, and and you know, they're, they're generally customers that you don't want anyway. Where they'll write you a big email explaining why you're charging too much and why they could, you know, why can't I go with someone else who charges half the price? And you know, like running your own business, I, I think we should be able to bite back a bit or push back a bit. Yeah. And I think it's good to explain to the listeners on here exactly what the cost of doing business for a retail person is in regards yeah, to, like, you've got rent, you've got machinery, you've got staff, you've got yeah. uh, electricity, internet, you've got promotional stuff, you've got you insurance, know, insurance, you've got stock you've got to have. Yeah. You know, you, there's huge overheads. And for the sake of me walking in there and maybe saving myself a hundred bucks, well, that's a yeah. hundred bucks I save in my pocket. But it's you know a few hundred bucks that you don't get in your pocket. That that's why these shops are going out of business because you know we're buying stuff online, we're we're, we're finding it cheaper online. You're buying it from overseas or on eBay or whatever it is. We're we're only again photography seems to be an industry where all we do is you know chop off our chop off our nose despite our face. We yeah. do all these stupid things that think we're going to make things easier for photography, but in the long run it's just killing it. Yeah. That's a, a death of a thousand cuts, like you say. So. Yeah. So give us an idea, Brendan, of without going into too much specifics, how much mm. would you spend a month to have your store running ballpark figure based yeah. on everything that you'd have to say uh, to, you know, like it's not, you wouldn't be paying $1,000 a month to run your store, would you? No, I mean, for, I mean I'm in Ocean Grove as well, which is, yeah. you know, <laughs> for some reason they see that you're a coastal town, so they think they can charge you Collins Street rents, um, yeah, yeah. you know. And and the, the, it's a catch twenty two for me because I I need a retail presence for what yeah, I do. That's I right. can't run this my photographic printing business or my camera retail business from my garage or from a home office. It doesn't 
work like that because people need a point where they can drop off and pick up. They need yeah. a um, you know some a store where they can see product, you know, see frames, all that sort of stuff. But you know, with that, without getting too specific, rent alone mm. uh, at mm. the moment for me is around three and a half thousand dollars a month. You know, yeah. and that, that's that's, that's a, not a small amount of money to have to that's find. A, that's, a, that, that's a big outlay per month before you that's make right. any money. Before you even turn the key, mate. That, that's you yeah. got to hand and, that over. And you and you don't sell many. You don't sell cameras or hardly any cameras at all. I'd imagine. No, uh, we. Uh, it's funny. There's actually been a little uptick in the last this year, actually. Yeah. Um, a little uptick in cameras, but what I don't do is um, keep a lot of cameras uh, on the shelf because right. uh, here in Ocean Grove, it, it you know, we, we don't. It's not like a, in a city store where you get you know a yeah. hundred customers a day looking for a camera. You know, yeah. we get we get two or three. So I'm not going to uh, outlay thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars in stock that's just going to sit there age and then i can't sell yeah. it and a, a good example of that is i was in camera house in geelong the other day shout out to the guys in there um where we're sort of on good terms we we help each other out with um they're doing my film processing for me you know and they had on the shelf there some old cameras um mm. you know that like when i say old i mean some four five six year old models that are just sitting there yeah, and I was yeah. like, man, I don't know, I, I couldn't do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so what I do is, is I I do carry a few models here and there, but yeah. generally, what people that come to me, they 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 want my advice. They yeah. you know because they know what I do. Uh, that's where being established for a place in for ten years in Ocean Grove, most locals know if they're looking for a camera, they're going to come and ask me yeah. what I what yeah. I think of a particular camera. But that Sorry, just went be, way off, way off topic. Then, but you know what yeah, I'm talking but, about. But that, but that should be worth something to you, though. Hmm. Like people coming into your shop should be saying, "Hey, Brendan, I'm looking at buying this Canon, Nikon, whatever it might yeah. be. Uh, what do you think of these cameras?" That that should be worth something to them. That's right. To give to give you. And, but unfortunately, in this day and age, people don't see it that way because yeah. they they see. Yeah, that they they might narrow it down to four or five cameras um, through. I don't know. They jump on DigiDirect's website, for example. Yeah, you know, they look at four or five cameras. They might yeah. then look at a couple of YouTube reviews about the camera. Yeah. When a person comes into my shop looking for a camera, they're actually looking for affirmation. What they're looking for is for me to say the exact model that they've been looking at. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they're after. They're after the yeah. yes, all right. I'm on the right track here. All right. This yeah. is you know. Um, and then when it comes to pricing, that's when it gets, people can get a little bit funny because although, look, probably 50% of the time I can compete with online pricing, every now and then someone will come in with a ridiculous price on a camera that's on yeah. Amazon, for example, yeah. or it's coming yeah. from a grey import. So it's coming from a channel that's not. So let's use Nikon, for example. They're buying a Nikon Z7, but it's not from Nikon Australia. No. Yes, it is the same camera. No doubt about that. It's got the same software, uh, firmware. It's got everything's going to work exactly the same. The big yeah. problem is if something goes wrong with that camera and it hasn't come yeah. through the proper channels, you've got nothing. And based on what I've heard about the Z series, um, <laughs> yeah, you, you may I'll or send may, a new spike, mate. <laughs> yeah, you may, you may or may not need to send it back. Uh, there's a guy yeah. we know who who sent a few back. Um, yeah, it's a it's a real tricky one, and and I don't know. Look, I, I don't know what the outcome of this topic was going to be in regards to are we trying to enlighten people on maybe when oh, they go into I, a camera I think store for me, or... it was the reason I wanted to bring it up was because 
I see it as a, a real shame that that these. Yeah. I mean, that's, we're not the only industry where it's happening. No, no, that's right. But I see it as a real shame that are we going to get to a point where you simply can't touch and feel cameras before you buy them, yeah. and you can't talk face to face to a real human before you buy them? Are we headed down a path where you you're talking to a bot where you're talking, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just handing your money over, you're getting the camera. I don't know. It's, it's a really bland experience. Um, yeah. I, I, I sincerely hope we're not. And look, it might've been that the herd needed to be needed to be thinned anyway. I mean, go back to the 90s. There, there, mate, there, was, there was a, cam- a lot of, yeah, mate, there was a lot of camera shops. A camera shop on every corner. Like, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Elizabeth a Street lot, had eight camera shops in three blocks at one stage. Yeah, but I mean, you know, yeah. any country town in Victoria that was, had more than five thousand people seemed to have a at yeah. least somewhere where you could buy a camera. Yeah, um, which was which yeah. pretty amazing, and that was unsustainable when we switched to the online stuff. Mm. But it just seems to me that there's too many good people that are now that we're now losing, um, yeah. you know, out of the industry because they can't make a go of it because yeah. the cost of doing business has skyrocketed people are yeah. buying online um and you know it's a, it's, it's a double-edged sword isn't it the cost mm-hmm. of doing business have skyrocketed for everyone it's not just us you know no, the, that's right. the, the guy that services my car his costs have gone through the roof he might be keen on his photography well he can't afford now the more expensive camera or, he, or he's really got a yeah. penny pinch now because you know he's just not getting the money he was so everything's tightening up mm. uh yeah, constantly it is constantly yeah. that feels yeah it is um i'd be interested to see people's comments below about whether or not they would buy or if they have bought a camera without actually physically holding that camera ever mm. Mm. so if any, anyone's got a story or uh a moment where they've actually bought a camera online without physically f- knowing the camera if you've just purely read reviews and gone that's the camera for me i don't want to hold it i'm just going to board it put a comment down below and we might mention a few of them in the next episode as to how many people like there might be everyone doing it i don't know like Personally, I like to be able to go feel a camera and uh, especially when I, like I don't have big man hands. So some of those bigger cameras I find are actually really big to grip. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know I've, I've picked up a few cameras on my customers, which I've never played before with and gone, well, okay, that feels a lot different than what I thought it would. Or uh, even like some of the mirrorless cannons that have been on recent trips, you pick them up. They're like, oh, they feel pretty good in the hand. Like they're not yeah. too bad and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I could ever do it be like driving and buying a car without test driving. It's so important. So yeah. important. You, even just putting, you know, holding it's one thing, sure, feeling the weight, all that sort of stuff. Putting it up to your eye and looking at the yeah. viewfinder and seeing yeah, if that right. suits you, um, yep. you know, because we all have different levels of vision, all that sort of stuff. You know, the screen, does it does it do this? Does it flip out, rotate? How fast is the shutter speed? Blah, blah, blah. You know, the, the, the mm-hmm. frame rate, all that sort of stuff. It's it's one thing to sit there and read about it. It's definitely another thing to go and have a look at it. So mm. um, I guess, yeah, I don't know. And, of course, everyone's going to say Brendan's got a vested interest because he runs a camera store. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for the industry because yeah. it's 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 a worry, man. Like it's it's yeah. a real worry that, that it's headed that way. And it just seems like the writing's on the wall for probably another four or five camera mm. shops that I know yeah. um, that are but this, this is. This is the exact same cry out that from my point of view we have where, you know, when I've done wedding photography that people are doing, you know, I used to charge a couple of thousand, three thousand dollars for a wedding. Now you've got people doing it for five hundred dollars for the exact same thing. Yeah. Like we've got to get smarter as a collective 
group of photographers, whether or not you're a hobbyist or a professional, whatever it might be, we need to get smarter about how we protect our photography industry, whether or not it's the professionals working, whether or not it's the camera stores, whether or not it's the manufacturers, like manufacturers are struggling as well. Yeah. Um, and whether or not it's about, you know, the hobbyists and making sure that they can get access to stuff like that. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, downward sort of pressure thing. If something, it's a downward if the camera spiral sh- is what it is. It is. Yeah. If the camera shops don't have camera shops, then everything goes online. If everything goes online, you don't lose, you lose all that sort of hands on stuff. You don't get the hands on stuff. Yeah. You don't get the, the information. It just, it flows down. So we need to be smarter about it. Yes. Saving a few dollars online on a camera or camera gear or memory card or lens, that's great. But really, you know, uh, uh, you know, is it is it worth losing an industry over or losing yeah. a, a section of it? I don't know. Yeah. It always cracks me up though when, you know, li- literally people have, you know, spent three, four thousand dollars on the camera, you know, and they'll show me the camera that they bought after they've been yeah. in and seen me and, you know, asked me which camera they should buy. And they yep. come in and show me, oh, okay, what how much did you get it for? And they tell me, and they've saved eighty dollars. Yeah. On a four thousand dollar kit. Yeah. And 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 then you know, it's like, yeah, but you haven't though. You haven't, you've actually lost money, mate, because yeah. you've lost me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember the classic ones when we were in camera house. Uh, like I said, we used to have like five or six camera shops in a block and a half. Yeah. And you'd literally, and this is an insight for those who don't know camera retail, this is the stuff that we had to put up with. So you have a customer come in, as soon as the doors open, they come in, say I'm after the, the Nikon F whatever. And they, they wouldn't look at it. How much is it? Uh, it's fourteen hundred dollars. All right, can you do it for thirteen hundred? They're doing thirteen hundred up the road. Uh, no, it's fourteen hundred. All right, I will go buy it up the road then. They go up the road. They come back with a business card from JB Hi-Fi that said twelve fifty. I can get it for twelve fifty at JB Hi-Fi. Can you do it for that? No, our price is fourteen hundred. We'll throw in a free filter. Well, they're doing it for twelve fifty. Like, it'd go on all day yeah. long. Yeah. And they come back. People would come back out of their way and say, "Look, I got it for twelve fifty, and they gave me a filter." And I'd be like, bravo, mate. How much did you spend on parking in the CBD of Melbourne for the whole day? Oh, yeah. 80 bucks. You're an idiot. <laughs> you, just, you, you didn't look, make money. Yeah. You, yeah. you spent money. So, yeah. you know, we all want to we all want to skimp a little and times aren't getting easier with interest rates and everything else that goes on. But if we keep going in that direction, it's going to be camera shops, then it's going to be manufacturers, and then you're just going to have no knowledge left. There'll be no one running workshops or any of that. We'll have all these people with cameras and nothing to do with them. So well, well, I think, I think it's with, an, with phones and all yeah. these people with phones. So look, it's a very interesting topic and hopefully people might just reconsider next time they come and see Brendan, don't show off your new camera. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Just walk no. in and look really sad. And so I got ripped off. I should have bought it from you, Brendan. And no, just, just come in and, and sign yourself into an entry level photography workshop where I can show you yeah. the ropes. Yeah. Wow. Or even better. Yeah. Come on. One of our uh, many, many workshops that we do all around Australia. That's right. But you know oh, what though? Right. It's funny, it's funny you say that. Like one little footnote on that as well. Yes. Is that and this is not blowing my trumpet, it's blowing most of the people that do what I do's trumpets. It's rare, but you know, it's there, but very rarely do you hear someone say, Oh, I went and did a such and such workshop with such and such. Geez, I wish I didn't spend that money. Like yeah. so many people, oh. and I think we've said it before, if you had five thousand dollars, what would you do with it? You yeah. buy an experience. Um yeah. And the guys I just had on the Flinders Rangers, I had one of my customers write me a message, lovely message today saying, I'm still on a buzz from it. It was so great. I learned so much. I had such a great time. It was a great experience. That's the kind of stuff that keeps things going around is that learning yeah. stuff, experiences. So, you know, put your money, 
on your photography yeah. in the right spots is what yeah, I'm now trying I've, to say. I've, I, I know I've been given feedback from people who've done your workshops. I've been given feedback from obviously people who've done my workshops as well. You're exactly right. To a person, everyone says the same thing. Yeah. Money well spent, you know, yeah. because what's the point in having this beautiful camera if you're going to leave it on auto or if yeah. worse still, you're never going to use it. It's going to yeah. sell it, stay in a drawer, you know, and, and I love that we say this weekly almost, the, the buzz that we get when someone, mm. the penny drops and people go, right, now I know why yeah. I'm keen on photography. Yeah. I'm now yeah. making images rather than just taking images. So, no, I love yeah. That. And so, and so many people, I, I, I get that buzz as well. And the buzz for me is, you know, you don't have to shoot on full manual. Aperture priority for landscape <laughs> yeah, photography right. can do, do everything. Really? They're like, what? Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just mind blowing. I don't have to yeah. sit here and, and, swear at my camera for an hour before the sun goes down no you can just fix it so yeah it's 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 money well spent and um you know it's like i said it's it's good to learn how to use your camera you get to it, it actually gets you interested in photography it gives people walk away from those sort of workshops with a buzz like they want to keep shooting and not put their camera away so yeah you know yeah be smart with your money photography wise and uh It'll pay you back in dividends. If you've got one, if you're lucky enough to have one, support your local camera shop. Yeah. Even if it, even if it's just, like I said, buying a memory card or frames or hmm. whatever it is, you know, just support them as best you can. And you know you know what local camera shops are really good at? Printing your photos. Yeah. They are. You because, mean, you're meant to print photos, eh? Because they're experienced <clears throat> photographers, most of them, who run yeah. these stores. And they uh, they they know they know how to make good pictures. That they're, they're not they're not going to you know push a button and go and try and sell an air conditioner. They're actually going to stand there and yeah. look at your photos <laughs> and make sure they're good. So do you reckon we can get sued by Harvey Norman if we keep hanging as much shit on them as we do? We, um, if people actually bothered to listen to our show, we probably would have been sued ten times over by various companies. Cam, I'm very, I'm really not a fan of Harvey Norman. <laughs> I went the other day. I actually the TV I'm watching. Speaking of like the cricket. <laughs> um, I went and bought a TV from Harvey Norman. And you know why? Because they were a little bit cheaper than everyone else. There you go. And they had it in stock. That's one thing we have an issue down here. Uh, if anyone if anyone from Camera House Hobart is watching, one of the major reasons why I have never shopped in your shop in Hobart is because you never have stock of anything. Yeah. And when you ask about going in and getting stock, you get this blank look as if to say, well, we don't know if we can get it. So... But I went into there and um, I bought the TV and the guy serving me was that typical Harvey Norman. You know, he wanted to you know, get the blood out of the stone. He wanted to be adding on monster cables and motherboards and God knows whatever else. I said, mate, I want the TV. That's all I want. Put me to the checkout. And it took me 20 minutes to get to the checkout. Yeah. She said, do my head in. Extended warranty? No, didn't need that. He goes, oh, but you need it. I said, it's a Sony TV. I've had about a thousand of them. Never yeah. had a problem with one of them. That's right. I said, it's a business expense. It's covered under insurance, most likely. Yeah. Oh, you have to go check that out. I'm like, God, idiot. Yeah. I just, I hate them. I have a, I have a, uh, yeah. I get PTSD when I walk in there. Anyway, I get it. That's way off topic. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. It's been, it's been a roller coaster, this one. Um, yes. Dear Cam, episode 85, Dear Cam. Yeah, um, it's a big one. Do, are we happy to do it? Yeah, come on. Let's, let's, right. let's go. Uh, before I do this, quick <laughs> shout out. We were talking about what we got up to during the week. Monday yes. night, I completely, I didn't forget. I just was going to mention it. Monday night, I went and gave a talk at the Ballerine Camera Club. Um, you did. 
uh, on our trip on the Overland, um, the, the the walk we did on the Overland, and um, it was incredibly well received. Um, were they shocked I, that you made it? Very. I was shocked that I made it, Cam. So they were <laughs> um, very well received. We had a slideshow of the photos, and the questions just came thick and fast. Everyone was really interested in uh, more interested in the gear that I took to photograph yeah. it, uh, yeah. but also interested in the actual walk itself, and you know because. You know, we did have some pretty ordinary conditions and people actually, they, they actually liked that. They thought that was pretty yeah. cool that we that we had that, the rugged conditions. That that, um, that makes us another segue. Well, this is going way off track here, though. But um, I spoke to our friend Chelsea today, wonderful yes. Chelsea, Hello, who Chelsea. is is actually expecting. So congratulations to Chelsea. Congratulations. And uh, she was saying today that, you know, it's getting a bit uncomfortable and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, lucky you know, lucky that you you know we walked the overland track in sideways sleet and snow, <laughs> and uh, she's like, oh yeah, something like this. I said, remember that was character building. She goes, yeah, that, I don't need any more character building. I'm like, hold that thought for a few more months. That's right. And then I said, when when you're trying to push that out, then yeah. you can you can reflect back on the overland track of all that character exactly. you built. And then right. anyway, all right, let's get on the deer cam, and then we'll get off here and stop talking shit. Uh, deer cam and Brendo. Brendo, well, hey. Look at that! See, people people feel relaxed and comfortable enough to just throw a nickname out there. I bet so you won't buy a camera off you though. It's not my favorite nickname of all time, but that's fine. I'll take it. Cammy. It's better than Dick. It's better than Dick Lips. Imagine if it said Cammy and Brendo. Cammy. <laughs> yeah. Firstly, loving the show. They're always good if you start with platitudes. That's that's good. Yeah. Uh, listen to most of it on podcast during my day between seeing clients. Nice. Sorry, this is from Brett. Yes, yeah, we won't. So we won't. We don't do surnames, but it's from Brett. Brett W. Brett W. Um, uh, great laugh and learning all sorts of things. Hey, we're here to. We is he sure he's listened. Is he listening to our podcast? <laughs> yeah, sure I think not. he's. There, there, there wouldn't be this another. Isn't even one a photography this. question. He sent us to the wrong podcast. No, no, it's fine. I love yeah. doing landscape and have improved over the years, but probably haven't taken full advantage of all the features of my Olympus. We do come off as a bit of Olympus bias on this show. That's why I said, do we want to read this one? Because it does. Right. It is a I, bit currently, bias. I currently have an EM1 Mark III, nice, and was wondering what sort of features you would recommend on it that aren't just standard things on any camera. Okay. I have mm-hmm. tried the ND filters, which is what I would have started with, and really yep. like them, but I know there are many more things available. Like most, I have read part, but not all of the manual. Don't read the manual, <laughs> Brett. Just don't. No. Um, no. Uh, I'm working my way through the million pages. There are a lot of pages in a manual. There are. I don't know why. No. Thanks for the great show. And it's awesome to have an Olympus photographer to listen to. Keep up the great work, Brett. Thanks, um, Brett. So great. I think in a nutshell, his question is, um, are there other features on his camera or the Olympus system that he should mm. explore, Cam? I'd say read the manual. Yeah, same. <laughs> okay, that's anyway, been an episode. For... <laughs> <laughs> um no, look, I think the neutral densities are great. Uh, on the Mark III, on my Mark III, as long as the firmware's been updated, yes, uh, he'll have some of the AI stuff on there, the bird tracking and things like that. I think it's definitely, even if you're not a bird photographer, wildlife photographer as such, give it a go because it is very impressive. Um, what else would I think? If you're doing starscapes, having the... The uh, it's got the starry eye, starry sky autofocus, but the live composite is a lot of fun. Live comp, um, it, when I first saw live comp in action, it, yeah, yeah, it blew my mind, and that was like it's, in the like 2015 or whenever it came out. It's, it's witchcraft, isn't it? How it works. It's just um, the best feature. 
And I'm sure Brett has, if he hasn't already, uh, look up Dennis Smith, who's an Olympus ambassador out of South Australia. He does a lot of light painting and live composite in really cool landscapes. So have a look at him. Um, yeah, I'd probably use, I'd probably try and some of the live composite stuff and the AI. That That's probably what I do. The other thing that's quite interesting on the Mark III is also the high res mode. Yes. Um, so if you, I, I found myself when I was going out with that camera, and I do it still with the IM1, if I find a really nice landscape or a shot behind me like this one, I always take one in high res mode just in case I do really want to blow it up big. Um, the Mark III, I think it does only 50 megapixels on a tripod as opposed to the OM1, it does 80 megapixels, but that's still plenty of pixels to, to blow up big. So, yeah, I reckon the Starry Autofocus, the AI, the Live Composite, and the high res, they're some really cool features that a lot of other cameras don't necessarily have. So, yeah. And what about not, you? Well, not that we're a, a video channel, but the video mode on any of the OM system cameras, mm, yeah, unbelievable. In particular, the image stabilization. Um, you can you can film with this thing, and the image stabilizer is so good that you can run flat out. <laughs> yeah. Well, which, which is about what two kilometers for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and stable as anything, really cool. Which then should give you enough confidence to know that the image stabilizer for your still photos is bloody awesome yeah. as well. So yeah. Um, yeah the other, oh, there's a lot to like about that camera. The other thing I'd always, I also encourage a lot, doesn't matter necessarily what Olympus it is, but mainly the AM1 and the OM1 is actually don't put it away when it starts raining. Yes. Like actually like people just don't believe me when I'm like, yeah, like I just shoot in all conditions, but what about if it's bucketing down rain? Yep. I put a lens hood on and I keep shooting. So, Brett, if you did get the chance, use it. And when everyone else is putting their cameras away, feel free to keep shooting it because the lenses are, are weatherproof to most of them, are the pro lenses, and the body is weatherproof to a very high standard. So feel free to keep um, shooting through all, all situations. And that'll give you an advantage over everyone else, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um yeah, good answer. Well done. That was that was DCAM. If you have Thanks, a DCAM question. Please send it in to us, uh, hit us up with the links below, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and speak, I didn't mention this, but the Ballerine Camera Club members, every single one of them, there was about 40 people there, every oh, single Jesus. one of them said that they're going to subscribe to the Down South Photo Show. Really? On the, so, on 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 YouTube? On YouTube. So let's see if we get a spot. Every one of them. They promised so me. Was why has it only gone up about 12 yeah. since the last episode? I, know. I might have to have words. I might have to just a friendly little reminder. Am I but... doing a talk there as well? I think I've been invited to do a talk there. Are you? Nice. I'll come and who's I'll the sit guy, in the crowd and who's, who's the guy that runs it? Uh, I can't remember. Oh. Right, yeah. I think Vicky, I Vicky uh, invited me um, oh. and via Stan, who, in, who but yeah, Vicky, Vicky, I think you know Vicky. You've met yeah, Vicky. Yeah, I know Vicky. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, next time you're in the neck of the woods, maybe we, should, maybe, so, maybe we should both go and do it and have a little double act, like like Bert and Ernie. <laughs> I think maybe, <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the Geelong Camera Club. I think I'm talking at possibly. Shout out to Jeff as well, who uh, the next day came in and uh, placed an order for an OM5 with me. That was very nice of you, Jeff. Thank you, um, Jeff. Norse uh, beer donations. Yes, we had two beer donations over the last week and a half. Uh, Jenny and Val. Yeah. Is that the Jenny C? It is the Jenny C, and it is the Jenny. Mel, the Mel That's H, right. and the Jenny C. Um, right. Mel's up his game, though. He bought is us he? a jug. 
Yeah. Had a boy. Had a boy. Yeah. Mel had a yeah. fantastic time in Japan. Yes, um, he did, didn't he? He actually I, took uh, the down south hoodie on a on a road trip. I know. It's, we are internationally famous. Um, apparently, he was inundated by people wanting to know what was going on with his t-shirt. Can you imagine the the uh, what happens in the, in whatever the Times Square equivalent in Japan, Tokyo is? <laughs> All the Japanese right. people asking him stuff. Hey, you know yeah. what we do? Have, you know how I got my my hairy talk hoodie here? Yes. You know we do have down south photo hoodies that people can purchase if they want to. This is true. This is true. Yeah. No, Only if they want No, they are outstanding. Uh, dsps.com.au to order your merch. Jump mm-hmm. on, have a look-see. Um, Cam, what do you got coming up? Uh, nothing. Four weeks off. You are going well, to watch some Ashes cricket. Yes, I'm going to get off here and watch this. He's just inside-edged it past the keeper for four. Yes. It's all yes. happening. It's all happening. We should maybe it's, do. It's a, it's a lively you know first session is what you, it is. I'm telling you now, if you want to make a squillion dollars out there, people, Go find a way that you can commentate on either cricket or Australian rules football, but like a normal Australian would in the backyard of his house. Yes. Uh, yes. Uncensored, yes. on a few beers. You'll make yes. if you can get that and put it online, you'll make a truckload. Yes. Good luck getting the licensing though. I think that's why it hasn't happened already. Mm. Um yeah. no, so I got I got four weeks off. I'm just finishing building uh with my help of my mate Jamie, or more so him helping me, um, building a deck on the front porch and then i've got to move like i said about three and a half cubic meters of chopped wood for my fire brilliant uh and then i'm back on to doing daddy day daddy day runs to school and things like that fantastic uh, and catching up on a few things what about you i guess you're just busy uh yeah so um after my little uh, sojourn up north um i'm busy doing lots of stuff running the shop um yeah it's uh, what I'm doing at the moment is actually I print for a couple of local um, school photographers, kindergarten photographers. I and, saw them the other day. Yeah, and they've uh, come thick and fast, my goodness. Um, we've got a lady, Mary. I'm not sure whether she listens to the show or not, but hey, Mary. Um, fantastic local uh, photographer as we – did we just lose another wicket? Anyway, that doesn't matter. Oh, that was a replay. That's okay. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and and she she dropped off like literally thousands of images for me to do this week. So um, right, heavily into that at the moment. But yeah. uh, you know, it's not all work and no play. I am going to play golf tomorrow. So you don't uh, you don't take the school photos. You just print them. I just print them for these lovely people, uh, which is yeah. great. Right. Who um who doesn't like? The, does the person that takes them bring them in, or do the schools bring them in? Uh, no, the person who takes them. So the person who takes them goes to the school or the kinder, whatever it is, oh, yeah. uh, take, takes the photos, with... does all the editing, yep. puts them up on their website where people where where parents can order the photos. Yeah, uh, They stay on there for about a month and then they right. collate all the orders and send me all the printing. Oh, very good. Yeah, That's no, a good little, good little gig. I do like it. Um, there was something else I wanted to mention, but I can't remember what it is. So we'll hold that over till next week, no doubt. Um, this has been a somewhat interrupted it has. I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to do a, Is that a quick, score review. No, that's a timeout. That's a yeah. No, I just want to do a quick shout out to my good uh, helper, Dan, five star Dan. Good on your five came, star. Five star. He came, it's such a good name. Isn't it? Uh, it is. He came He came along and helped me uh, in the Flinders. He's actually coming down to Cradle Mountain next month. Brilliant. To do my Cradle Mountain winter workshop. He's in for a shock because he generally wears shorts 24 uh, <laughs> 7. So, anyway, I just want to give him a quick shout out and say thanks. Over to you. Nice. That's it. Good show. Done. Nice work. That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> uh, we're, that's it for episode 85. We will see you. You're all done? I think so. Okay. 
no more, no further offers. No. We will see you for episode 86 of the Down South Photo Show next week. Bye for now. Ciao. Give it a hooroo. Hooroo. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, then I'm like, you're going to hang shit on me. Hooroo. Hooroo.